0: into my 10-year comeback, about five or six years in, I was doing a lot of volunteering, I was doing a lot of giving back, a lot of really great feel-good things for for myself and for the community. Um, But after all the money I had made, all the success I'd achieved, I still felt like there was something missing. Welcome.
1: (laughs) I'm here with Jeff Thorne, and what I'm endeavoring to do is help to demystify the experience of working with RTT, especially men are getting out of it, because um, it seems that men traditionally have been told to stuff their feelings, hide their feelings, and it seems like that makes life a more difficult journey in some ways for men than for women. What are your thoughts and feelings on that?
0: Well, it's all true. You know... Being a man in this work is, uh, well, it's really rewarding, first of all, and thanks for inviting me here today.
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I, you. You've done so much work on you and, and have, wow, you, you've blossomed and traversed so many uh, levels of beingness in the last decades of your life. I, I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for sharing your experience.
0: Uh, you're welcome. So what I found and it's been my experience that um, I had to I had to really forget everything that I learned up until the point of about three years ago, which is a lot, you know. What it means to be a man, what men do, what men feel, what men show, you know, all those things I had to let go of to kind of figure out how to get to a place where I would become vulnerable and actually open up my heart. For a lot of guys, I mean, I can speak for myself, it's very scary.
1: Yes. I recently did another interview and he said he worked with, and I've had the same experience with Vietnam veterans, and they'd rather be in a situation with bullets flying by than dealing with the feelings, because that in some ways feels
0: scarier. Well, yeah, because those are knowns. You know, the unknown for, for men, because, you know, think back to, you know, what we're taught, we are protectors, and we are providers. That's what I was taught growing up. That is my role in a relationship or in the world. I have not let go of the protector role completely because I've got two daughters and I think that, um, I'll always carry some of that. But even with that, I have to recognize that, you know, the plans that the universe has for me are not my plans, but are probably the best plan. Mm. (laughs) And so to let go of one's own um, desire to control things and to control a predictable, logical outcome, that was uh, one of the biggest hurdles of of getting to the path of of enlightenment. And uh, it's tough, you know, it's tough because what do they say? They say, boys don't cry. It turns out that I cry a lot now. (laughs) Um, I let go of a lot of emotions and a lot of, a lot of tears. And even though it's, uh, it's become easier, it's still not a social norm, is it? You know, to see men crying when other men see that that's a sign of weakness.
1: And yet there are men's groups forming that allow that space and also allow the protector masculine role to co-thrive. Is that a good way to say that? Because it doesn't it doesn't make a man necessarily less masculine to be able to know what he's feeling and navigate his feelings. Right. In fact, I think that actually would have the reverse effect of making that man more attractive because he has conquered that Mm -hmm. because it is a, it is a conquering of sorts.
0: It is a mastery of oneself and it's a, it's a daily project, you know, um, but it started when I, yeah, I've been into a 10 year comeback and about. Yeah,
1: I'd love to know what was it that kind of, cause we all get pushed into our transformations. It's, and I really like working with people who I right off the bat, I want to know it's an eight, nine or a 10 need to change and an eight, nine or a 10 commitment to change because as Dr. Joe says, we, you know, and then my teacher Marissa Peer, she, you know, we, the brain likes what's familiar. Mm. And we just automatically, our nervous systems go kind of haywire when we leave the familiar. Even if the familiar is awful, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. You know, at least it's familiar.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, the unknown, right? It, it used to be very scary for me. But now um, I look at it as a, more of an adventure than as a, a scary, um, not known because if I look at my history, the universe has had my back on every event that I've ever had in my life. And there's a reason that I'm still here. By all accounts, I really shouldn't be here, but I am. So that means that that uh, there's something of a higher purpose for me to do. And so that keeps me seeking um, different uh, ways to to show love and to give to others. So that's what keeps me driving today. But, you know, what, what forced you into the work? Okay. So into my 10 year comeback, about five or six years in, I was doing a lot of volunteering. I was doing a lot of giving back a lot of really great feel good things for, my, for myself and for the community. Um, but after all the money I had made, all the success I'd achieved, I still felt like there was something missing. You know, I've, I've heard Dr. Joe say, you know, what else is there? And that's really the feeling that I had is, is this all there is? And coming from, uh, you know, being a recovering Catholic that I am and not really uh, buying into the organized religion, I was seeking spirituality. And somebody said, you know, you ought to watch that movie, The Secret. And so I did, and, and what a change came over me as to the cause and effect of of our, our thoughts and our words, and how we literally manifest uh, what we speak of and what we think of. So um, I immediately started doing affirmations, four hours plus a day, driving in my truck from job to job, I would be yelling and shouting affirmations, and um, I saw almost immediate results. And then I started following the people in the movie, The Secret, I, I started uh, the Bruce Lipton, the uh, the Joe Dispenza, and I started watching some of Joe's testimonials on uh, YouTube and I was just so touched by them i i started going online and trying to get on in on some of his events and um because of of uh, scheduling problems with my my wife and i we could not commit to a single event and then dubai sprung up and i i clicked on dubai and, and how it was many a,
1: years ago was that
0: that was two and a half years ago
1: oh, okay so this is fairly recently but there was a lot of time that lapsed between the secret coming out and your first
0: Event. Well, I had discovered the se- the movie, The Secret, not right when it came oh. out. I discovered it, at, but a friend recommended it to me. And um, so it was three years now since I discovered that that movie, The Secret, that I read the book and then I, I started doing research on uh, some of the people that were in it. And it was, um, it was eye-opening for me. It opened up a whole new... Uh, cause and effect reasons why things have happened in my life. And, um, after doing affirmations in my business, doubling literally in six months and, you know, moving towards tripling, I, um, I signed up for this event in Dubai. You know, I had been doing the, the meditations at home, trying to figure it out, doing the breath. And, and I went to Dubai to, for, flew 26 hours mm-hmm. to the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. By myself and did this event, and uh, the first three days were just a lot of struggle and trying to. You know, get into the zone and I saw these women having all these incredible experiences and I'm, I'm like jealous <laughs> of their experiences and I, I'm pushing and pushing, trying to control it expecting an outcome. And of course that doesn't work. And so on day four, uh, we did coherence healings for some people and, um, I threw my hands up. I said, you know, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to, I'm going to suit up and show up, just be there for someone else with no expectation of anything. Cause I'd never done a healing before. And in the process, uh, when we did the healing, I felt electricity running between my hands and that freaked me out a little bit. And then, you know, onto the Healy and, and their body was jumping, gyrating on the floor. And then when we brought our hands back to our own heart, Oh my God, I, I started uh, involuntary sobbing uncontrollably and I did that for about five minutes solid and it felt like I uh, was having an out of body experience. Mm and it felt like in that moment that i let go of so many resentments so many so much hate so much um, of everything that wasn't supporting my, the light in me and uh, i walked around on you know a cloud for the next 48 hours and just was amazed at that experience and um from that moment till now i i changed dramatically i stopped chasing money i my business is up for sale. I want to teach meditation and and give the gifts that I've been given back to people that don't know about it.
1: As my teacher, Marissa Pierce says, our feelings are the most real thing we have. Isn't it wonderful when we actually feel them? Yeah, right. And take instruction from them. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So we came into contact through a meditation group several months ago. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that made you want to experience the uh, RTT process that I do?
0: Well, I didn't seek out RTT specifically, but I felt when I met you, I I feel energy now. So I feel good energy. I feel bad energy. I, I have my intuition because I'm in touch with my heart now. My intuition is heightened and I felt like you um, had good energy. And, I, you know, I've learned several modalities of meditation since going to see Dr. Joe. I've learned TM, Transcendental Meditation, and I want to seek out different ways, different paths to enlightenment, no matter what it is. So I thought that I'd give you uh, an opportunity to work with me and, and me an opportunity to work with you. And so far it's been great. Fantastic.
1: What do you feel like was the biggest benefit to the session that we
0: did? Uh, peace. Mm. You know, just, I came out of it very peaceful and enlightened to the things that were holding me back, the thoughts and the, the struggles that I, I have had and the old beliefs. It's like, I've got this new toolbox right here and it's got all these shiny, great tools <laughs> and they work really good and they're, they're amazing. And then I've got these... <laughs> old rusty tools over here, but you know, these tools are all familiar and I know how they work. And even though they're rusty and they're antiquated and they still kind of work. And in the times of stress and anxiety, I tend to vacillate back to old tools because I know what their effects are. And that is just really a reaction. So you were able to upgrade to your new shiny toolbox that Mm -hmm. has really cool stuff in it. Yeah. Easier. I've lost my old toolbox. I don't know where it Fantastic. is.
1: Fantastic! Yeah. I don't know where
0: it is anymore.
1: Fantastic. Yeah.
0: And those are tools like um, like guilt that I would use in situations, or anger that I would use in situations, and instead of applying love to situations, no matter what the cost to me personally, and that's the thing I... You know, I do battle with my ego every day. And that, as guys, that is a battle worth fighting. (sighs) Definitely worth fighting because it's once you conquer your ego and you can set it aside, then you allow your heart to open and let love come out.
1: Fantastic. So what would your advice be to somebody, perhaps a man, suffering, struggling? And a lot of men, I think, don't do the work don't come for the sessions because they're afraid even, and and they'll make up a whole bunch of reasons, Mm -hmm. excuses. But what would your advice be to that person that's struggling, suffering, sweating it through each day that clearly needs some help? (laughs)
0: Let go. It's the hardest thing to do. Okay.
1: (laughs) You're doing great. Thank you
0: so much. (laughs) It's um, letting go letting go of old ways of um, dealing with things, letting go of old techniques, um, running and running away, hiding from yourself in alcohol or drugs or sex or TV or movies, whatever you wanna, or eating. You know, there's a million ways to run away from yourself and they're developing more and more every day, but letting go, While it's the hardest thing to do as a man, letting go of the old concepts of what it is to be a man and letting go of all the beliefs that you have held because of the teachers that you've had that didn't know any better, didn't know that we're all just human.
1: And when we did your session, you were able to see with clarity the old toolbox that didn't serve you anymore and get rid of it in favor of the new old tool, new toolbox that is working for you. Is that mm. what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, great. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to tell people that are suffering and are on the fence, uh, about coming in and finding out what the demons are and Letting them go.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be scary at first. And it's going to be vulnerable, uncomfortable. And it's going to be um, unusual. <laughs> <laughs> but after you walk through it, it will be very helpful. It will give you peace here.
1: Isn't it kind of like looking under the bed for the monster and realizing there's no monster under the bed?
0: Yeah, it's the monster in your head.
1: Yeah, and by... Going in, finding it, seeing it for what it is—it mm-hmm. can go away. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, and it's 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 about understanding yourself because guys, I mean, we're not encouraged to for self-discovery much more than physically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. So discover your heart, discover your soul. What is your purpose for being here? It can't be to be punching a clock every day and working for somebody else, doing stuff that you know doesn't make you happy.
1: Well, and it can't be to just punch through everything all the time. Is it really supposed to be that hard?
0: No. And no, it's usually and, a sign and, that you're not on the right Yeah, time.
1: And does it make your business more successful, your relationships more successful, your parenting ability more successful to be grinding and sweating it out mm-hmm. and and muscling through it? Or does it make you a better, more functional entity to be aware of what's going on and able to navigate appropriately with strength, as Joe would say, nobility Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, qualities that require attunement to that level of awareness, yeah, I'm I'm guessing my hallucination is that your ability to have relationships, run your business, be happy in whatever you choose to do now is exponentially better, stronger, mm-hmm. more flexible, capable and aware than it was
0: five years ago. Yeah. And I don't need to seek others approval to do that. So. Just know that in this work, it's not something you could go to the bar and talk to your buddies about because it's not a social norm for guys, mm-hmm. but it is probably one of the most rewarding things you can do for yourself is to get to know who you are on in the inside and why you do the things you do. Yes, um, I know there was a long time that I was wondering, well, why do I keep doing that? And most of it had to do with my relationship with myself. Can I talk to my male friends about this on a regular basis? A few of them. The funny thing is, is that just like a pair of tennis shoes growing up, you when you grow as a human, when you evolve as a human, you end up growing out of friendships that used to serve you. And now I've got new friendships that actually embrace talking about things of the heart with other men mm, beautiful
1: how good does it feel waking up in the morning with this new you versus you of five years ago
0: <laughs> I don't have to take any substances to to stand being around me
1: oh beautiful
0: anything I don't have to take anything to love who I am and I don't need the uh, I don't need the uh, approval of anyone else in the world. That's a good feeling.
1: And my hallucination is also, there's a lot more optimism now than there was five oh, yeah. years ago. You
0: know, I just look for opportunities to serve others. And it turns out that's what my business is, is trying to find ways to help others. I think that's probably one of the things that makes me happiest is, you know, the heart of a servant. That's what I've become. Instead of the ego of a giant, my, my heart is of the servant.
1: If you had not gone down the road of enlightenment, self-journeying, getting to the heart energy, what would that have cost you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would not be here. Beautiful. I would not here, be here to talk about it. Well,
1: thank you so much. I love that you're here and uh, it's always great to work with accomplished people that uh, value and pursue the energy of the heart and giving back to the community and others because uh, that spreads with such joy and peace and abundance and all the things that we all gravitate to and uh, and love to cultivate in our lives.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks. Appreciate it.